0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, August 17th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Dally. Here's today's headlines. Grocery chains, ag sectors, praise, snap boost. Ethanol Group's eye reconciliation bill as E15 opportunity. Now here's an editor's note. There will be no weekly AgriPulse newsletter this week or next week. The newsletter will return September 1st. There will be no Daybreak the week of August 23rd. Daybreak will return the week of August 30th. Grocery Chains and Ag Sectors Praise Snap Boost. The fresh produce sector is joining dairy processors and the supermarket industry and welcoming the Biden administration's decision to boost SNAP benefits by 27%. The increase comes from revisions to the Thrifty Food Plan, a calculation that USDA uses to determine benefits. The increase is due in part to the fact that the revision is supported to bring benefit levels in line with federal dietary guidelines. For decades, SNAP benefits have been calculated without adequate consideration of the wide variety of perishable commodities now available in the marketplace, the United Fresh Produce Association said. Michael Dykes, president and CEO of the International Dairy Foods Association, said the increased benefits will, quote, empower SNAP participants to access more of the nutrient-dense foods needed for healthier diets, especially among the food insecure and economically vulnerable. The Food Marketing Institute, whose member companies include grocery chains, Walmart, Kroger, and Amazon – All praise the increase. Now take note, both House Republicans and the Trump administration battled to get provisions of the 2018 Farm Bill to cut the cost of SNAP. Instead, a little notice provision was added to the Farm Bill that required USDA to do the update to the thrifty food plan that was announced on Monday. Ethanol Group's I-Reconciliation Bill as E-15 Opportunity. Biofuel industry leaders say the Democratic Partisan Reconciliation Bill could be a way to get year-round sales of E15 blended gasoline written into law. American Coalition for Ethanol CEO Brian Jennings says the industry is looking for any opportunity to include text in legislation heading to President Joe Biden whether that's through reconciliation, a bipartisan bill, or an appropriations bill. We've got to find a solution, a fix to this issue, before we get to the May-June of 2022, Jennings told AgriPulse. In a 3-0 to zero decision in July... Federal judges ruled the legislative text in the Renewable Fuel Standard is insufficient to support a regulatory waiver authored by the Trump administration that allowed E-15 to be sold during the summer driving season. By the way, ACE is hosting its 34th annual convention in Minneapolis Thursday and will highlight the benefits of how biofuels can help reduce carbon emissions. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. After this, located in Washington, D.C., Watkinson Miller has been providing legal services to the agriculture industry for more than 30 years. The attorneys at Watkinson Miller possess a unique combination of knowledge, skills, and experience working with commodity boards and their partner organizations and the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Watkinson Miller is proud to serve the agriculture community by delivering top quality legal services that achieve cost effective. Results. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. APHIS seeks comments on soybean containing BT protein targeting nematodes. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, or APHIS, has released draft documents on a petition from BASF seeking approval for a genetically engineered herbicide-tolerant soybean variety that is resistant to soybean cyst nematode. GMB-151 soybean expresses Cry14AB-1, the first Bt protein targeting nematodes to be commercialized. EPA approved the trait last year after finding a reasonable certainty of no harm from residues of this new active ingredient and has its uses will not cause unreasonable adverse effects to human health or the environment. APHIS similarly conducted that approval of non-regulatory status for the soybean would not affect threatened or endangered species or human health, nor would it affect soybean acreage, including organic soybeans. The comment period runs until September 16th. Idaho couple still in limbo over impact of wetlands. An Idaho couple may have to keep fighting in order to build on their land after the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals ruled Monday that EPA was correct in determining they had federally protected wetlands on their property. Chantel and Michael Sackett had sought clarification about whether they can construct a home, but the court upheld EPA's 2008 wetlands determination. The three-judge panel found the case was not moot as argued by the government, which abruptly withdrew a compliance order during briefing of the case last year. The Supreme Court ruled in 2012 that the Sackets could challenge the order at the court using the test put forth by the former Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy in 2006. The Rapnos decision said EPA, quote, reasonably determined that the Sackett's property contains wetlands. Pacific Legal Foundation attorney Tony Francois said, We will be following the review decision and conferring with the Sackett's, of course, but we think that this decision is erroneous and will be assessing the best course forward to free the Sackett's property from EPA's illegal assertion of Clean Water Act authority over it. House Ag Chair asked USTR to confront EU on peanut trade barrier. House Agriculture Committee Chairman David Scott and Representative Sanford Bishop, Chairman of the House Appropriations Subcommittee on Agriculture, are asking U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Ty to confront the European Union over regulations that are strangling U.S. peanut exports. U.S. peanut exports to the EU have dropped sharply since the EU increased testing for aflatoxin at its ports in 2019. The EU is testing one of every 10 containers with a maximum allowable aflatoxin level of 4 parts per billion. The USDA sets that allowable level at 15 parts per billion. Your recent success resolving the aircraft tariff dispute was commendable, and the resolution of that dispute was a welcome sign to American farmers, Scott and Bishop say in a new letter to the USTR. Haiti's earthquake complicates rice movement. A ship full of U.S. rice had just arrived at the port of Cape Haitian when the earthquake hit the country on Saturday that according to the spokesperson for the USA Rice Federation. The vessel was able to unload and the buyers appear to have weathered the quake, but roads in the area are impassable and it's unclear how the rice will be transported from the port. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman spoke to Haitian Prime Minister Ariel Henry and assured him that the U.S. is already putting resources in place to support Haiti's emergency response, that according to a statement released on Sunday. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, August 17th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. Or AgriPulse Daybreak. I'm Jeff Daly.